Hi, and welcome to Film Fam, inspired by true events. I'm Heather. I'm Brian. And I'm Zoe. And we're the Greys, and we're your Film Fam. For today's companion mini-sode to our Moana episode, we are excited to be talking to Julie Gray, another member of the Greys, about working at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Hi, welcome to the podcast, Julie. Hello, rest of the fam. So you worked at Disney. How did that come about? Well, um, going way, way back, I have always wanted to work for the Walt Disney Company in some capacity, any capacity. Uh, and it didn't matter what branch. Uh, in When I was in Santa Barbara, they were opening the Santa Barbara Disney store, and I interviewed for that and didn't get it. So it was like, it didn't matter if it was entertainment, retail, anything Disney, I Wh- wanted to work for. Why? What was, I don't know. Well, where'd was, that come from? It was just something that I aspired to. It was like, you know, it was the wholesomeness, and I like Disney products. Uh, then I had a friend who was a tour guide at Universal Studios, which I thought was the coolest job ever, even better than Disney. I thought that was the most <laughs> amazing thing. And she told me that a lot of the costume characters are small people. And I thought that was awesome. I'm like, I could be Tweety Bird. Uh, they weren't having any auditions for those, but she got me the hotline number for Disney for character auditions. And I thought, well, Disneyland's so far from me right now because I'm in Santa Barbara going to school, but I could go down there one weekend for audition practice. I was almost 21 years old and you don't mind doing stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll drive 150 miles just to go to an audition. I can agree. <laughs> so I drove 150 miles and went to a two-day audition. And oh. it was the oh, year they audition. were opening Toontown. And they needed a boatload of people under five feet tall. Oh, so, so I, as five foot one, I'm just I'm yeah, you're just chipmunk too height. tall. I've never you're been too high tall for so, anything. <laughs> um, yeah, you could be Winnie the Pooh, Chippendale, yeah. There are a bunch of five ones, um, but being four <laughs> you know foot the height eight range for every character. What I learned at the audition is that mm. every height and body type has its own eligible costumes. At okay. four foot eight, I was the low end of mouse height, but the upper mid to upper end of duck height. So I could do <laughs> Donald and Daisy. I was the tallest you could be for Donald's nephews. They were the most fun thing ever. Um, <laughs> And then I was like, usually Minnie instead of Mickey, because you want to have Mickey a slightly taller than Minnie. Uh, so Mickey and Minnie and um, Pinocchio, Dopey. Uh, I had the build to do Jiminy Cricket. I Aww. was the body model for the tuck and roll pill bugs out of Bugs Life. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, like they literally built the costume on me. But wow. it was... It was too um, labor intensive to maintain, so it only got out for special events. Okay. Um, Did you actually tuck and roll? No, you can costume? barely move in those things. <laughs> and the, the whole weight of it rests on your hip bones. I couldn't wear jeans for a week. Oh. Just the weight of putting jeans on hurt my hips. What kind of things did you do at the audition? It was considered a motion audition. Uh, the first day, they taught us a dance. They didn't really care how well you danced. They wanted to see physically how you moved. You know, could you manage a basic dance, whatever, without falling on your face? Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to get a <laughs> they wanted to get a general sense of 
your proportion and how you move. And um, this is all out of costume, just in normal, whatever you came in. Um, and then they, they did a couple of cuts. Then they came back the next day and they put us in a costume and we did the exact same dance. Oh, boy. And I was in Pinocchio, which is almost like not wearing a costume. Um, mm. It's just you're in lighter hosen and a head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, that's it. <laughs> and, you know, and, the, and that's when they start to find out if you can act. So they've gotten past the do you have a personality? Do you, can you move and express yourself into can you embody a character? I'm so and interested. Then, what is acting like when you know you can't like emote with your face or anything? It's got to be all gesture, right? Have you worn a mask the last year or not? <laughs> you know what? That is a very valid point. <laughs> well, but this is this is good insight because we're watching shows like The Mandalorian. Um, I guess in Watchmen there was there was Rorschach. There, sometimes people have to play characters where you can't see their face. Exactly, Mando. All of his acting, except for, well, spoiler alert, last episode, um, is without facial expressions. Except for yeah. he has his voice. Characters don't have voice. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, do you make any sound at all, or you just got to be silent? It's all silent, unless you're what's called a face character, like, you know, Alice in Wonderland, Ariel, anything that right. you're actually showing your face. And that's an entirely separate audition. That has nothing to do with costume characters. Yeah, so you have to be able to emote with your body and no voice. The, the, the vocabulary as it is is pretty basic. Um, Wave. <laughs> well, there's, there's hello, you know, there's hello, but mostly, especially with the cuter, smaller characters, it's just about loving the kids. Aww. They want hugs. They'll, they'll talk to you and you nod. And, yeah. But for the most part, you don't have, you don't have to speak. I remember you learning how to do the signatures. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. Signatures. You have oh, to sign. How do you sign. do that in big gloves? Like, it sucks. You only have mouse. four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you get used to it and you develop different handwriting. I do. There was one day I was doing this thing called the Hit Squad where you move around the park and don't necessarily stay in the same costume every day. Mm -hmm. And I signed the same kid's book about four times in different <laughs> costumes. And like by the last time I was like, oh my God, I've seen you. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> do you have different handwriting for every character so they can't tell that you've written in their book four well, times? Or do they just not notice because they're children? Daisy and Minnie are very similar, except for Daisy mm -hmm. has a little flower over the eye and Minnie has cards. But yeah, you know, like you develop the Walt Disney handwriting for Mickey Mouse. Wow. Like the Pinocchio would be similar to the um, the lettering that is on the movie Pinocchio. Okay. And you you just figure out ways to make each character a little bit different. But autographs are this huge bane because you got kids <laughs> who have no interest in you as a character. They just want a signature. I was doing Ewok during the re-release of Star Wars, Ooh. and I made up a name. <laughs> <laughs> The next day like when I was a Jawa, too... I made up a name for that. And they really don't care. <laughs> I feel like you're way too tall to be an Ewok. Or a Jawa. I was on the very tall end of, of Ewok. And then, well, the Jawa was by default because it turned out I was allergic to the Ewok mask. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, several of us broke out. And we were oh. like, okay. Um, but then all these kids who wouldn't come near the cuddly teddy bear Ewok were just like, 
Jawa, hug. I'm like, what the hell? Do you know what Jawas do for Priorities. I'm like, skanky, stinky. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Two hours stinky. ago when I was in the Ewok costume, you were scared to death of me. I will admit um, I am to this day and I think always have been quite frightened of um, like masked characters. Really any, you anyone wouldn't at a hug me. <laughs> really? I don't remember that. I think I well, was a child. Well, you were two. <laughs> well, you I were mean, like even... two years old, but I talked to you in costume and uh, you were yeah. still freaked out. Well, we I remember we had that um, free library, like a library day where mom dressed up like a, a monster from where the wild things are. In South Bend. And yeah. honestly, like I, like I, I was older. I saw you put the costume on. I still like did not want to like touch it really. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're okay not... with people in um hygiene masks now oh yes of course no i think it's um having eyes th uh, when there's when there's a head with <laughs> eyes on them and i look up at those eyes and i know there's nothing looking back at me but you're really demystifying the process for me right that's why now. you have to look into the mouth when you speak <laughs> <laughs> did you have a favorite um character um you mean to perform yeah. Um, Minnie was always fun because all those things that, you know, the super girly things that you know you shouldn't do because they're perpetuating a stereotype, you just get them out of your system. <laughs> and you're like, uh, yeah, you just like go all out girly, but you can be sassy too. That's um, so and then, well, I did love being uh, Donald's nephews because you could just run around and be stupid and <laughs> play on rides and toys and stuff. We were at this like chaotic. Oh yeah, you you you're just like you're seven years old. Did you get that to go on great. rides for free or stuff like that? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. In costume. First of all, everyone actually, who's in Disney is already going on. You know, like you pay to get in. Well, right, but if no, you're actually, yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When it. I was doing the Hit Squad, one of the things we did was go on various rides with guests. But they had to be exposed, you know, something that everybody could see you and you would be writing. Like, I went on Storybook Land, I swear to God, once a week. So you um, were getting paid. Paid. I got ride. paid to spend 20 minutes straight on the teacups. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Because if I yeah, got off, I would have had to interact with, like, the mobs waiting outside the teacups. Oh. <laughs> so, all you, you know, the secret is all you have to do is put your – Wait forward and keep your head over the wheel. You can stay on there indefinitely. Did you play Stitch? Yes. I was I was definitely Stitch height. Aww. I got a little ankly. Um, Lilo, <laughs> oh I, they put me in Lilo one day, but even though I was too short, and that was funny because I was too short. I, I did a lot of stuff I was too short for, <laughs> but it's like one of those things that if you if don't remind there. them you're too short, they just let you do it. I know that you probably can't, you know, tell us all the insider secrets, but I think are there underground that? <laughs> are there underground tunnels that yes, you ride around are. in little cars? What? No, not in cars. The cars are Disney World. Disney okay. World is extensive underground. Uh, Disneyland has some pedestrian tunnels, not a lot, mostly Whoa. under Tomorrowland. Because think about where Disney started physically. Tomorrowland was one of the original places. Um, so they needed to be able to get to, especially with the stage being where it is, the Tomorrowland Terrace stage, you had to be able to get under there. And there, there's a few other tunnels, but for the most part, 
it's uh, you have to walk topside. So did you ever like go like hide out in there when you didn't want to have to interact with children anymore? You just went into the tunnels? No, I mean, there are, you are allowed people breaks if you start to get overwhelmed. Um, but there's so many doors. You have no idea how many doors there are <laughs> to backstage. It's just because they're well hidden. Right. And, and it, they're in places where it's designed that you don't consciously right. realize they're doors. Or they'll be disguised, what, they'll be switchbacks that don't have a physical door, but they're disguised so you don't really know they're there unless you're right on top of it. Right. Was there ever anything weird or really cool that happened in either the Haunted Mansion <laughs> or like Tom Sawyer's Island or anything like that? Any, uh, any cool stories? Because those are my favorite areas. Well, you know about the spider in Haunted Mansion, right? Oh, That's I everything. don't. No. And I'm afraid to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. not a real spider. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought everybody knew this. It's like a major thing. Um when you're when you know the big ballroom scene with the with the dining table, yeah, okay, with the, with the glass that they the project. glass with the spider and the giant spider web, that was not okay. the original design. The original design was a giant glass that they had to helicopter in and like build the entire section around. Wow. Well, somebody managed to smuggle a gun in and shoot it. Oh my oh, gosh! Shoot. The glass? The glass? Yeah. Why? So uh, as my kitchen window was destroyed a few weeks ago, so I will tell you, it just shatters everywhere. Um, oh. And they realized they would have to disassemble the entire haunted mansion to get the glass <laughs> out and replace it. And it was just way easier to create a spider web to disguise the cracks. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. So, That's that so was, interesting. That was like many, many decades ago. It might have been before the 80s. And as far as Tom Sawyer's Island, I don't really know any good things other than there's a lot of rats there. Well, what about the old, <laughs> uh, the old Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, no, aside from how moldy it gets in there, I don't know any good deal, uh, anything uh, much on that. So all we're finding out is that Disneyland is actually just covered in mold and rats and that people bring and spiders. guns. And fleas. <laughs> <laughs> and probably all these... Fun, extensive, dark places are there, there's there's no square inch in the entire place that's that doesn't have night vision cameras watching that space. Probably, I mean, the only thing I know about Tom Sawyer Island and night cameras is that if you fall in or whatever, they make you take tetanus shots and oh. possibly radio <laughs> shots. <laughs> Wait, if you fall in to the water because oh. it's an island. If oh. you fall into the rivers of America, it's not. <laughs> chlorinated let's say man julie's taking disney down now i feel like there must be like so much dirt that you could tell us i didn't realize it was that, physically this literally dirt. This everybody dirty. knows this oh my god talk about steve <laughs> oh, steve. steve were there ever like i don't know like would would costume actors just be caught like making out behind the rides and they'd be like no i probably saw mickey kissing donald or <laughs> going to go into that kind of stuff <laughs> but so there was a part of it was like walking around but then there's also like a stage that you did stuff on I did a lot of shows um okay. starting with I think the first show I did was the castle massacre and Ooh, what's that oh. what's castle massacre <laughs> okay it was the 40th anniversary castle celebration that happened every day uh in what would the 40th anniversary be, 95, 55, 95, yeah, 1995. Okay, 
So it was like about a dozen characters uh, in the front of Sleeping Beauty's Castle. And um, they did like a five-minute show. You can actually YouTube it. I did that last week Ooh. to prepare for this. And at the end, they would drop the ropes and you would finish off your half-hour set by greeting and signing autographs and stuff. Well, on the second day of the show, January 2nd, Mickey pretty much got taken out. Um, she got knocked over and I think someone Aww. kicked her. Oh my what? gosh. Oh. And she didn't end up in medical or anything, but after that they decided that Mickey and Minnie would not be part of the after show. What? Just people were people... so excited to see her? That they yeah, that they were just her? being crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Mickey and Minnie no longer did the meet and greet part of the show. They left for safety reasons. Officially, what is Goofy? Dog. But, but then, then, <laughs> but then Pluto. Pluto's, Pluto's a dog dog. Goofy's what, an animal. So dog. Looks goofy. Goofy's not, still a dog. But one of them wears. Can Pluto be owned by Goofy? Could Goofy take Pluto on a walk and now he's walking his yes, own kind? And is it a sense of. It, it's weird. Yeah, I was mostly just messing with you. They were kind of doing a bit from Stand By Me. Yeah, it's the bit from it's, Stand By it's Me. It's a valid question. I stand by it. <laughs> Okay. Did you ever get to do any singing stuff or like, because you have a beautiful voice? You're thank in you, but no, now. I was a Aww. silent character the whole time. I got to ice skate. <gasps> oh, I did one event at Disney Ice as Minnie, and the the woman I was, who was Mickey, she is a very good skater, and she could do a mm -hmm. full jump. So we're like, okay, we'll do jumps, and so I was gonna do the half. I think it was a half loop, and she was gonna do a full one. And I was wearing like a 30-pound dress and totally chickened out. <laughs> so I did this beautiful little spin that looked lovely in the fluffy crinoline velvet gown. And she did her jump and looked fantastic. <laughs> did you ever do those like uh, character breakfasts or? I did a lot of character breakfasts. Ooh. I'm a morning person. <laughs> I, I'm... I, well, for those who don't know, uh, I currently work at Einstein Brothers Bagels, and for a long time I was the baker, where you show up at 2.33 in the morning, no problem. Um, but yeah, so getting to work at 5, 5.15, I was like, oh, this is my happy place. So I did character breakfast for several years. What do you do in character breakfast? Because obviously you can't eat. No, you, got, you, just you visit everybody and... at their tables. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, it's not like you don't talk... And you don't eat, but you go and you do little like me. I was imagining yeah. like You're a sit-down dinner, and then I realized no, that, that you wouldn't... go and visit the tables. You actually do. You can sit down with the Aww. guests, and you know you're not talking, talking, but you're interacting, right. and you sign their autograph books, take pictures, all the whole thing. But they think it's so awesome if you sit there and you can pretend to drink out of their cup. Aww. And things like that. It's just, you know, it's cute. You have fun. And then they have these things called moments where you go in and a specific piece of music comes on and you do whatever dance or moment that they have scripted. Uh, ours was the Macarena because it was <laughs> in, around 2000-ish. Uh, so I still have like PTSD whenever I hear the bare necessities. Because that was the last song on the cycle before the moment started. So you had to listen to the Bare Necessities, the long version of it, um, every hour. Did that PTSD oh. get triggered watching Friends when Monica's in the diner 
And every time somebody plays YMCA, everybody has to get up on the counter and dance along with YMCA, and they just keep playing it over and over. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> so do you still like the Disney World, or did you? are you like spent way too much time in it, and now you're like, not Disney World the place, I mean the world of Disney. <laughs> No, <laughs> or, I still or did it like Disney. get ruined for you? No, I still like Disney um, just because I haven't gone to see every single thing that they've put out since I left. It's just more of a personal taste rather than researching a potential role because we used to go see all the movies because we didn't know if we'd have to be somebody from it. Did you ever oh, do like yeah. new ones that had just come out? Well, yeah, I, I got to see parts of Bugs Life before they were even inked Wow! because we were when we were doing the body models – we had to be able to see scenes that were um, still in sketch stage. Was there like a rivalry between the two gangs of, fa- of face characters and costume characters? <laughs> no. I mean, a lot of the face characters also did costumes because it's there just isn't a lot available. You can't have two Cinderella's in the same area in the same day. Mm-hmm. So there's just half as many ava- shifts available. There are 16, well, when I was there, there were 16 Mickeys a day just in Mickey's house. Oh, my gosh. Wow. If you had the chance, would you want to be, which princess would you want to be and which, like, villainous would you want to be? Well, see, again, it kind of goes back to height. I auditioned for Alice once, but at the time I had braces, so that wasn't even a thing. And I don't think there are any villains in my height range. Right, but what if you could, they were like, it's my dream world. <laughs> if you could be however tall you wanted, who would you have fun playing? Or just if they were fine with the princesses being however tall you are. At the time, I really wanted to do Belle, but the shortest yeah. Belle was like five foot, five one. Oh, and yeah. Kind of pushing it. You'd be a good Yeah, belle. I really wanted to be Belle. Well, Julie, do you have any uh, anecdotes that you want to share with us? Um, well, I... I happened to be at Disneyland on 9-11 that morning. Oh, my gosh. And I was doing breakfast at one of the hotels. I think it's now called Paradise Pier Hotel. I don't remember what it was called then. Um, And, you know, we started work before the first plane hit. And um, at some point, my lead came out to get me and we went in the back because we that was like the only day ever we haven't turned on the tv first thing in the morning when we got there (sighs) so we went I went she's like you got to come with me I'm like okay so we went back to the break room the tv was on and I saw you know you kind of get a hint of what's going on I'm like well where's the other tower and I didn't know that it had fallen like two minutes before while she was out getting me wow and So all of Disneyland was on lockdown because we were considered a soft target. We couldn't even go back to the park to go put away our costume. So we we were just stuck at the hotel. Yeah, we just kept going out. And even as late as 10 in the morning, there were people talking on their phones with family from other parts of the country that were, you know, you're on vacation. You're not watching TV. And I remember there was one lady. She was talking on the phone with whoever. And she was like, what? And her face is going pale. She looked at me in my costume and I just nodded. I'm like, whatever they're telling you, that's what happened. And she was like, oh my God. So we stayed there a little later than normal. They sent over other characters from the park once they decided it was safe to move people around. And we just greeted people in the hotels to try to make the kids less scared and maybe give a few hugs to the parents. 
And then they finally decided it was okay to um, take us back because all the planes were on the ground now. You know, once the last plane had been grounded, they sent us back to the park so we could finish our shift. And I think, wow. not positive, but I think that until the pandemic, that was the last day Disneyland had been closed. Oh, and now oh, it was 14 wow. months. Yeah, yeah. I can see how the pandemic and, and things opening back up would would trigger mm -hmm. that memory for you of the last time Disney was closed. Yeah. And because you grew up with Disney yeah. in your backyard, basically, and it always being a part of your life, and then you actually worked there, which was like your a dream for you. And yeah, so it's always probably yeah. in your and peripheral And what you were asking earlier um, about, uh, am I sick of Disney? You know how you don't, when you know a place so well, you don't even have to go there to have memories of it. Mm -hmm. So like whenever I'm at Disney, mm -hmm. it just feels different. I don't know if it, I, I, it might be the tar they, or the slurry they have on the ground, but the atmosphere feels different. It almost smells different. It's just like you feel, I feel like I'm home kind of. So Julie, you have a blog, don't you? Yes, I do. It's called The Yellow Apron. Uh, website is pantrycreations.blogspot.com. Pretty sure. Pantrycreations.blogspot.com. Uh, yeah. And okay. um, it's basically my recipe book now. Um, it's whatever I feel like making. I try to get adventurous sometimes. Right now there's a whole bunch of canning because somebody gave me a canner <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Today I made pineapple jam. Ooh. And some green tomatillo salsa that's already on the blog. And I had made way too much kimchi this year, so I've canned up the rest of it. And <laughs> I am currently working on corning a leg of wow. lamb. Whoa, that boy. takes 10 days, so that's going to be a while before it gets posted. But yeah, you can can any corn, any mammal. <laughs> I've already corned a pork loin. I'm a mammal. Could you corn me? <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard of people corning, corning like weird things like venison. Interesting. So I, I've transitioned from Disney to pretty much any kind of food thing. And yeah. Yeah. It, it's a hobby. Yeah. It's a great blog and there's always a lot of recipes and really um, like you're a good enough cook, you can just make up your own recipes and, mm -hmm. and just try a lot of different things. Yeah. I, it's given me more freedom to try other things that I normally wouldn't because I'm like, oh, I've already right. made that. What else can I make? You do these fancy tea parties every year. Do you have the tea party recipes on your blog? Yes. Usually when I have a party, I'll post it as, oh, look, I had my party this year and this is the menu and it'll be backlinked to anything that I had previously done. And then I'll put up the other recipes for anything that's new. And if I have one this year, since I didn't have one last year, uh, I'm going to do a Pan-Asian theme. Everything from India to Japan, anywhere in between. Ooh! Wow. I'm definitely gonna look at your um your Hobbit Lord of the Rings tea party recipes because I you remember that I do, and I plan on having <laughs> a, a movie marathon with my girlfriend who has not yet seen the Lord of the Rings, and I thought it could be fun to make some little treats um like the ones that you made. I remember that being a very aesthetically pleasing tea party too. It was very filling <laughs> and fattening. There was a pork pie involved. Nice. It was so good to see you. We've missed you over this stupid pandemic and not getting to come out to LA and see you. So it's nice to, to see and hear from you and connect. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It went well. I think, you know, maybe we'll visit. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But it, we're not ruling it out. When are you getting a haircut? 
So was that you channeling your mom, Julie? Get a haircut, Brian. <laughs> no. Oh my God, that was terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 Like Film Fam inspired by true events? Subscribe to hear more stories that inspired our favorite films. For photos and links from the show and other shenanigans, follow us on Instagram at Film Fam Podcast, on Twitter at Film Fam underscore podcast, or on Facebook at Film Fam Inspired. Nope. Or on Facebook at Film Fam Inspired by True Events. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or films whose inspiration you would like. <laughs> What's happening? If you have any questions. If you have any questions, <laughs> comments, corrections, or films whose inspiration you would like us to explore, you can email us at filmfampodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>